You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life, featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton. All right, welcome back. It's The A-Game. We're back with you. I've gotten to the point, there's been so many episodes, I don't even know what number we're on anymore. Eh, it's six, but I mean, oh. that's a, it seems like a lot. It I has did, been a lot. I thought it was seven. It is not so. Well, we know for sure it's remember, not seven. Remember, there's a time we've, flies. Yeah, needless to say, time flies. We have a couple in the can that when we really make it big, yeah. we're going to re release <laughs> unre- uh, you know, uh, Yeah, the B sides, unrecorded tracks, and then you guys are going to see how this, yeah. the inception point of this supernova. <sighs> yeah. Where it all began. Well, let's just get the intros out of the way. My name's Jim. I'm joined by Jeff. Heyo. And Joel. Here I am. Um, our, our good friend, young Morgan Rooks, has laid down the foundation with the intro, so we don't need to overdo it. Uh, but she also did something else this week that I wanted to address. There's a bit of an elephant in the room. Ooh. Turns out, um, poor old Jim uh, just goes back to the well nine or ten times per episode using um, some specific jargon, uh, specifically from the perspective of, and I've been made fun of in the office, first behind my back and now openly to my face. I hope you were not, you fair listeners, were not playing a drinking game no. uh, around the... Because you'd be dead. Because yes. <laughs> from the perspective you, of a drinking game, you would be... From the perspective of alcoholism, uh, I would have to say that you'd be in danger, but... The problem has become the fact that I cannot control when I say it. I'm not even acknowledging when I'm saying it. Now I'm starting to notice it, and I, think I can't stop. I think you double down. So, I think now you double down. So, so. again, if, if you listeners hear a faint giggling, on, on the yeah. uh, that, that's me. That's Joel. That's obviously Joel. That's responding to Jim's use of perspective. Yeah, and I can't control it. So, you know, so be it. Now it's all on the table. This is who I am, warts and all. Self-awareness. <laughs> Self-awareness. Um, Guys, there's been a lot to dig into this past week. Um, Lots in the headlines. You know, we're also on the cusp of the new NFL season. We are locally broadcasting from Cleveland. Oddly enough, the three of us have allegiances to teams outside of Cleveland. That's true. Uh, Chicago Bears, myself, uh, Khalil Mack. The Buffalo Bills. And the superior Green Bay Packers. Which, um, he, uh, might I just add that Joel's not from Green Bay or Wisconsin. Yeah, it's true. Total. It's true. It's not born. Bandwagon fan. It's true. That's not, that's not true. But the one reason that I approve of this is that when I asked him why he's a fan of the Packers, he said, Don Mikowski. So, I'm cool with that. The Magic Man. When I was a kid, the Magic Man was my guy. The magic oh, That was before Far. that was before the Super Bowl. So, okay. come on. I'll give it to you. Seven, do you have a, did you have a, a, a starting lineup guy? I had a she's head and a Packers blanket, which I still own. Perfect. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, just allow your son to be whatever he wants to be. Yes. That's all I could, that's my only that's advice to you. Ask. That's all you could ask. And your daughter as well, I guess, whatever. You know, it was kind of, was that sexist? No. 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 It was just a little tone deaf. Okay. Anyway, let's get into the program this week. Speaking of the NFL, uh, one of the things that we wanted to talk a little bit about this week was, uh, and, and frankly, there, there's been a newsworthy story with regard to a very notable brand, very high-profile brand, Nike. And the question's become, what does it mean to be marketing in the modern media world? Uh, the NFL has become politicized. Uh, 
Um, it's been politicized for, frankly, the past season, mm-hmm. perhaps a little bit longer. The past several, yeah. And Nike has um, throw, thrown all their chips on the table with a new ad campaign for the 30th anniversary of Just Do It. Um, the interesting thing about this, and, and we're not going to get into the whole political conversation. This is more from the perspective of business and marketing. There we go. That was the Market. first tally. Number one. Uh, drink responsibly, people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we are going to talk about the marketing aspect of this. And this all started, how did, how did this actually start, um, Joel, from this past week? Well, I mean, we we discussed it before we came on. It was a it was a Kaepernick tweet that Nike simply retweeted, right? And it's just as you were saying, Jim, it it, it shows you how quickly things can um, turn into something. I mean, they knew what that was going to happen with that, mm-hmm. and they and they uh, and they executed it uh, how they saw fit. I, I I'm just fascinated by again, like you said, Jim, putting aside any of the of, of the politics of it. Fascinated that a brand this big. Um, quite obviously did its homework, um, calculated the risk, and went through with it anyway. Like, it, it's it's admirable um, that that um, knowing that this was going to create what it created, they, again, did their homework, they they developed a strong campaign, whether you agree or not, the campaign is, is solid. Yep. The campaign is really good. And um, it's just fascinating to watch where it's been, where where it started, where it's gone already. We're recording this Thursday. This you'll hear this Friday after um, Thursday night football, the, the NFL season debut, and, and where it's going from here. I just it's it's admirable to see a company develop a campaign, know what know the backlash or know the the um, uh, virality of it, and and execute anyway. And it, it'll be fun to watch from here. You said risk. There's I think there's two interesting pieces of risk on this. Number one is obviously Colin Kaepernick is a lightning rod of an issue for a multitude of reasons. Number two is Nike and the NFL are hand in glove. They are inextricably linked to one another, having just signed a massive, massive apparel deal. And so it, it, it makes you ask the question, knowing that we're probably not going to end up knowing these these things, is, is that a risk that Nike takes um, unilaterally? That I find that hard to believe. Is it a risk they take with the uh, with Nike or uh, with the NFL knowing functionally what they're going to do, or is it something that they do with the NFL's or with the NFL's blessing? And I just I, there's so many angles on it with this things that we unless you're in the rooms you're probably never going to get visibility to. But the other thing that you talked about that I love is talk about the intelligence of the campaign from the word go. So they create the image, they create the tagline, both of which were good in and of themselves, very good. I mean, the image of Colin Kaepernick, to shoot that image is not crazy. I mean, you're, you're, you could get that in five minutes. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the, the text, the copy and the ad is good, but you know, it's not transcendent. You map those two together, they end up being extremely powerful. And then, and this is what I love the most, is how did they launch the campaign? They let him do it. Mm-hmm. They didn't launch the campaign. They had him do it. So they had the people, obviously, you know, you've got positive and, and negative people following him on his social media channels, but you also know that the people who follow him 
have massive audiences and many of them being athletes and they knew that the tier the proliferation of that in that particular manner was going to be massive and i just kudos to the you know the stomach because we don't see a lot of stomach in in marketing all the time and then to the execution because i think both of them played together well only time's going to tell what kind of impact this actually has yeah Initial initial thoughts outside of the obvious risk in the polarization really comes down to, is this out of left field? Is this purely opportunistic or is this actually on brand for Nike? A couple things to think about. Nike has been in the business of stirring things up in the past. This isn't a brand new approach. Now, this is a much different world than back when Charles Barkley made the statement, I am not a role model. But at at the time, that was making a statement. Or Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods had a campaign where he openly talked about the fact that he was shut out of specific country clubs. Mm -hmm. That was a branded campaign. Uh, I'm going to read a couple things that we pulled from, from Nike specifically around their mission statement. They claim to bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world is the mission. And the way that they define athletes is if you have a body, you're an athlete. But where it gets interesting is when they start talking about the way they build teams. They value bold, diverse, and inclusive people. And you might say they're actually operating within their core values. Obviously, given the timing of this, which corresponds with the launch of the NFL season tonight. Oh, by the way, there's going to be a two-minute spot that runs in in the program that's narrated by Colin Kaepernick. Which is the double down. Which is the double that's down. That's the double down. If this, if this thing had blown up, if this thing had gone, so stock price fell 3%, I think 3% in day yeah. one uh, as trading opened. This thing blows up, stock falls 20%. 15%, which is extraordinarily yeah. hard with a market cap like theirs. But the yeah, there's bigger problems. Does does this does this this ad still go? And mm-hmm. it probably doesn't. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. So it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of activity outside of the game going on. So I mean, the first thing that I would ask Joel is, during the game, this thing's going to drop. What are you watching for on Twitter? Yeah, I'm watching for if anything shifts, right? So predictably, there were factions uh, after the initial ad was dropped the other day. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing if any of the perception, any of the of those sort of of that division shifts, right? Is it does it shift a little bit more? Am I maybe seeing more negativity in my in my fee or? Am I seeing maybe from um, un, unusual or unexpected places? Am I seeing more maybe acceptance of the of the um, of the of the stance of the mission of the of the statement that Nike is making? Yeah. I'll be interested to see after it airs. Um, well, first of all, what's what are the contents? Maybe that shifts the conversation too. But um, what are the contents? And then does it help shift anything? Um, 
in unexpected places. You know there are going to be people, be people who don't understand that um, there's no protest of the anthem. It's protesting other things. There's going to be people that, that, that are all, all the way on the other end. Like, th- is there any uh, uh, changing of minds after this thing airs? Probably not. The, the extremes of the spectrum are going to stay, gonna stay the extre- extremes yeah. of the spectrum. Yeah. Does the middle move? Yeah. How about other brands? This is kind of a touchy subject here. You know, yeah. I, it's it's commonplace. We saw this a few months back with the whole IHOP situation and other brands attacking and, and finding opportunity in it. Silence has been deafening from the perspective of Under Armour and Adidas. Nobody wants to touch this. Nobody wants to say, me too. Is there an opportunity this, this evening during the broadcast for other brands to jump on this? That's a really good question. I don't have an answer to it, but that is a really... You know, the, the, the side piece of this is how many brands in the world can take this kind of stand? And I don't have a number, but it is very few. You can count them on two hands, probably. A, a regional organization that sells, you know, whatever, medical supplies. Like, this This is just, this. you don't, you don't do this. There's, there's only, you know, a couple of people that have the cachet, a couple of brands that have the cachet to do this. Um, but when you get into the, the, the heaviest of competitors and th- these things that either unite or divide in massive kind of ways, can you, can those people stand up? And more importantly, can they start to have impact? So Nike's going to have impact. Does Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour coalescing around the same issue have a greater impact or, and I don't mean this sarcastically, is it, um, is it window dressing? Is this, is this, you know, we're socially conscious and then, or, or can you keep this kind of thing up? Is this, is this a new normal for, for Nike of really starting to press against what business relationships and social, you know, social hot buttons because they feel an, an, like they're an activist? Yeah, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting story. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this thing unfolds. My anticipation is that other brands are not going to jump on this. I don't they think are, so. Either. They are not going to. First of all, it's going to look a little bit tone deaf. It's going to look disgenuine and opportunistic. So if there if there's any concern that Nike is being opportunistic and just doing this to make more money, that's magnified. Any any other brand jumping in after the fact yeah. that is the only right there's no consideration that this is actually yeah. altruistic it's certainly just you know we've, we've discussed this before one of my arch nemeses in my former role before i came to adcom <laughs> i love that you have uh, an arch nemesis yes uh uh that's overstating it but um is it was uh maybe not there's some animosity there. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's more it's, of a one way street. Anybody who knows, yeah, anybody yeah. who knows Joel, this knows individual has no he idea. Harbors, that, <laughs> no, he she harbors. No, she knows. No, 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 she, she knows. knows. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, she knows. Um, but but <laughs> so, social social is fun. Social, you should like. So we you you mentioned the uh, IHOB thing, right? Yeah. And there was a lot of chatter over House of Burgers. Yeah, why, why are other brands, uh, you know, like Burger King did something and, and Wendy's, yeah, of course, Wendy's. like had some fun with changing their name. And like, that's fun. Like, th- you yeah. should be doing that. Why not? Like, that's not FOMO. FOMO is the is the uh, fear of missing out is the is the, is the social term, right? That's dumb. There, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Sure. On this topic, however, 
you want to miss out. Yeah, you, you want to yeah. miss out, right? Sign if this was so, so think if this you want to miss out on piling on. Yeah, think think of this if this was a Nike campaign, um, or uh, not Nike. Think of it another brand. So this morning, thought of a way. Whenever something goes viral on social, you if you're doing your job right as a, as a social um, uh, engagement person, you're thinking of, does this apply to my brand? Can we have fun with it? Can we tack on the end of it, right? We, we did that when I was with the Indians. We, we paid close attention to what's going on on social, what's trending, what's hot in pop culture, whatever. Didn't always activate, sometimes did. Great, fun. What's hot on the streets. No, what's hot on the streets, right. Um, yeah, uh, we won't go there. But um, so this is not one of those topics. If this was a campaign that uh, stand for something and it was um, a tool that is has been around since 1923, that's one thing. But a social justice issue, no, no, no way. No way you touch it with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, to, th- to think about the amount of people, time, and money it takes to deliver this type of brand recognition... There are buildings filled with people working 12-hour days for six months a year to try to deliver the type of impact that one retweet delivered. There we go. $163 million media value, according to Apex Marketing. Um, That is significant. Significant. Actually, it makes me feel a little bit nervous because... You know, I kind of hang my hat on putting together media campaigns and justifying my existence. <laughs> you think people are going to start holding you to that candle now? Yeah. Here's so, the standard. We're going to need 163 mil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. I am going to retweet that. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> to my followers. To Let's my go. followers. Uh, but this this also it's a business it's a business story because we're dealing with a brand. It, is, it has tremendous market share in terms of footwear sales, at least. And Jeff commented on it. You know, they're very top-heavy with regard to where their revenue comes from. But they're also in a situation where they could almost, you know, pass along the fact that sales are dropping in North America because they're in the process of consolidating their wholesale channels. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about small margins, it's not just by virtue of the fact that it's shoes that they're actually selling. It's also the way that they're selling. So they're on the verge now where they're about to cross over into the next year with a new consolidated wholesale approach. And the time is now in North America to do something like this. Well, and also we started as we were researching this, looked at... Nike's percentage of sales in North America versus the rest of the world. And the rest of the world now accounts for just under 60% of their overall sales. Football is an intrinsically American sport. Uh, American football, excuse me, is an intrinsically American sport. Uh, And does this resonate outside of, you know, their minority market share? So from, from figuring out what the impact is, that seems pretty calculated. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when you think about what consumer expectations are for brands in the current political climate, in the current world, we talk about millennials, we talk about Gen Z. There's been plenty of research that's been done to suggest the fact that a majority of this audience wants brands to draw a line in the sand and, and say, I stand for something. And here's a nugget for you guys to chew on. Ooh, I love nuggets. Mm. 
That's a new mm. one. That's that a, new is a new one, one I'm trying off. I'm trying to. I'm trying to what, retire. Uh, what, which way are you? What perspective are you looking at that from? From the perspective hey. of, rack it up, have another drink. Uh, but all kidding aside, it is estimated that two thirds of people wearing Nike apparel are actually under the age of 35, and they disproportionately skew in North America um, to be more ethnic diverse, ethnically diverse mm-hmm. for the most part. So this is an audience, their core audience that's walking around wearing the apparel might actually agree with some of the statements that they're making. Now, you're completely right, Jeff. They're not making inroads in North America. They've almost got to the point where the market's saturated. Yeah, they're super saturated. Yeah, so when you're talking about you know, upwards of you know, 50 60% market share, it's hard to really grow that. But they are growing disproportionately overseas. And frankly... This is not going to be a hot-button issue in Europe or the Middle East or Africa where they're seeing the highest growth rates overall. Um, But it it is a changing of the guard with regard to how you present your brand. So uh, just a really interesting story. We're going to continue to keep this uh, top of mind over the next couple weeks. Don't necessarily know that we'll dive deep into it for the most part, but there's there's a lot to dig into here. One of the things that I'm going to be looking for over the next six months to a year, and I think the Super Bowl um, could be a very interesting place for this to start, is brands that know themselves, that know their audiences. I, I think one of the things that you just articulated, Nike has diligently dissected and knows their audience. This, was, this is certainly not uh, you know, done in a vacuum. But do other brands... Um, who, 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 who have social stances, does it become uh, a mechanism? Do people start becoming more open uh, with that? I think the, the last couple of Super Bowls have shown uh, you know, the immigration commercials from two years ago, a handful of other things. I think those shows that brands who, who know their tone, know themselves and feel comfortable with who they are, feel more comfortable than ever saying that out loud in a major forum and worrying less about whom they alienate because of that. Um, So functionally playing more to a core audience that they are trying to attain versus one that might just, you know, do business with them tangentially. Mm. It's interesting. Here's what I'll be looking for. Six months to a year. I need an oral history on this campaign. I need to know what they, what they discussed what were the what was on the pros what was on the cons how they arrived at it what they when they said go and from there I need I need an oral history on it that's what I need yeah Bill Simmons if you're listening The Ringer whomever Phil Knight um, Phil Knight's a good one <laughs> I need an oral history yes I would yeah I would love to see their CMO or whomever was running this effort um, who you know how that how that all worked out what the rollout was in terms of from concept to go how long that was i'd love to see that what would steve prefontaine do Oof, golly what would steve prefontaine do um run like the wind he would lead the pack and try to hang on he'd, he'd make everybody hurt phil knight man That's right. this guy you know that <laughs> that brings up a topic that we should probably should we cold in. knock it I think we should call now. I literally just picked up my phone to see if we could get either Phil Knight or the global CMO. CMO. Wait, hold on. 
It's time for Cold Knocks. There we go. The CMO is Dirkjan Van Hammeren. Oh. Again? Um, uh, <laughs> Dirkjan Van Hammeren is their chief marketing Dirk officer. Dirkjan Van Hammeren. There you go. Dirk. Is, Jan. Just call him Dirk. Is uh, Prefontaine dead? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Man, you need to watch the movie. Speaking of Oregon, he died in Oregon. He died in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't even... Steve Prefontaine passed away at like 24. Yeah, 24. I just just noticed the running part. I didn't watch the whole movie. You need to watch the movie. That's a great movie. It's a great story. God. It's a Jared Leto vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. I I just... I thought it was... There's another pre-movie, actually, that Billy Crudup was pre. There was two two movies. Really? Well, it's a compelling story. Absolutely. So back to cold knock. Are you gonna cold knock Dirk? Dirk. Dirk Young. I okay. cold knock Dirk. All right, All Dirk. Right. Here we go. We've got no takers, by the way. Dirk. Nobody has uh, responded to our cold knock. That was yet. cold knock. Can I give you? Can I give you what I think is the reason? Yes. They're, they're intimidated. <laughs> I think there's an intimidation factor hmm. that they're gonna have to come on the show. Interesting. And then which they will. Which they will. And Jim and, will grill them as he does vendors. And on, then, you know, yeah. 60, min- 60 minutes over here is going to hit them with the hard stuff. Use their words against them. Use their words. Andy Rooney. Paint them into a corner. Nobody puts Ted Cobble. Just straight face stare. Just brokaya. Cold, dead so, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> For the most yeah. part. Yeah. Hey, you know where people should follow us? Where? On our social channels. What are those? Ooh. That's uh, the AdCom group on Twitter. Uh, find us on LinkedIn. We're the AdCom Group. Yeah. And um, yeah, Instagram. We're at the AdCom Group too. Mike Pauk, our, our man, does a great job on there, really showing you uh, what goes on behind the scenes here at AdCom. Really cool place to work. Really creative spot, and uh, that's where we call home. Yeah. And if you've got questions, comments, suggestions for topics you want us to tackle, you could always tweet at us under the hashtag the A Game. So don't be shy. I also think it now is a good time to get in on that ground floor because when this train becomes famous, it's going to be almost impossible to get to us. Yeah, and for crying out loud, <laughs> for crying out loud, rate the program. Rate it. Rate the program. We iTunes know, wants you to. We know who you are because it's all of you. Rate the program. Can I give you a hot take before we before we leave? Oh yes. The A Game Podcast coming to Spotify. Ooh, when is that? Real soon. Real I'm going to say next week. For realsies. I'm going to say next week. Don't Ooh. worry. There will be a bat signal about it. All right. Uh, one last question, Jeff. Uh, Packers, Bears, play Sunday night football. Who do you got? Does Khalil Mack suit up? Absolutely. Yes. Packers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Packers. Are you are you are you uh, are you giving the seven and a half, or are you just taking them straight up? Ah, uh, golly. Um, you know, it's so early in the season. And Seven here's, and a half? Can I tell you? No, let me Get let, out of no here. No respect. Here's the thing. The Bears. Can I tell you why? Can, let me tell you why. One. Put money on the Bears. Mitchell Put. Trubisky, hometown hero, mentor North high Ohio school. Is, uh, I'm is, very is sensitive still, this week about sports. Is still an unproven commodity. And you are working. No fault of his own. Nope. It's. John Fox. Hey, Jim, I need you to come back down. Jim is very sensitive. He, he is very we got, sensitive. We got into it. And September. Joel's boy. Yeah. The Aaron Rodgers A-Rod. has A-A-Ron. a Fu Manchu oh. and $140 million Guy's a legend. in his pocket. So I got to tell you, I'm seeing I'm seeing wings on his shoes. Guy's a legend. Guy's a legend. Mark my word. I hope I, I, hope you're, I hope I end up eating my words for your sake. This is another new segment. We're going to do an NFL pick of the week, too, at the end of our show. Yeah. Cold knot. Oh, no, it's different. It's different. <laughs> NFL picks. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Great show, guys. Uh, Once again, thank you very much to all our loyal listeners. And thank you, Jeff and Joel. We'll be back next week. Hey, game.